The Present by Stefan Molyneux, Chapter 12 Ian shifted on the hard wooden floor. You seem distracted, he whispered. After a moment, Oliver blinked and turned around. I am. Maybe this isn't the best time to teach me how to shoot? Oliver took a deep breath. You're right. I'm sorry. Where are you at? There's a map in my mind, murmured Oliver. It's always running from here to the Middle East, off the Cape of Good Hope, circling by China, coming into California. It's like the thump, thump of a heart, bringing us everything we need to live in the style to which we have become accustomed. Oliver's middle brother, David, grunted softly. Yeah, you've been a total space case all summer, bro, since the barbecue really gapping out completely. His brother-in-law, William, said nothing, but nodded slightly. A slight breeze ruffled through the deer blind, a raised wooden structure about fifteen feet up in the woods. Two fake deer stood across the clearing about a hundred feet away. The men had come out early in the morning, climbed up into the deer blind, and had been sitting for almost three hours. They had only seen a line of young turkeys winding their way across the clearing. Was it Jada? Oliver shook his head. Yeah, she's a hassle, but mm, too much of a cliché to worry much about. Lot of her type around these days, though, murmured William. Oliver shrugged slightly, the movement of his shoulders barely visible under his camouflaged jacket. We have always been sent out as lambs among wolves. Diane is not having the best pregnancy at the moment, whispered William. Ian said, should we bother whispering? I'm not sure anything's coming. We'll never know if we raise our voices, murmured Oliver. David said, this would be totally easier if we were drinkers. I think that's why most men do it. This is not recreational, snapped Oliver. Well, I agree with that. Shot back David. My ass went to sleep an hour ago. Now it's going to be up all night. All right. Keep it down, bro. There was a pause. The endless circling crows croaked from the whirlpools of air above them. Seriously, though, she's looking for comfort, said William eventually. Oliver shook his head tightly. Can't give that. William exhaled. Oh, hell of a time. Oliver stared across the clearing at the slow, blowing treetops. We've been waiting for this since the day we were born. William shuddered. Wish it wasn't my time. Oliver snorted. Would you have preferred World War II? Vietnam? The Civil War? World War I? Oliver gestured at the grey clouds, the ashen landscape around them. This has always been the devil's playground. We are to the gods as flies to wanton boys. They kill us for their sport. Or us to absent deer, smiled Ian. Look, Ian, said Oliver impatiently, hunting is a game of waiting. We are not at the damn grocery store. Sorry, man. The older man shook his head. No, that's me, I'm sorry. It's kind of important that we get something today. Why today? particular. It's all stopping, whispered Oliver. There was enough latent horror in his words to halt the breath of his companions. Everyone knew his business. 
They waited. I'm trying to get some parts to repair some high-end ovens. One part, just a motherboard. I've been waiting three months. Normally you just jump on Alibaba and you can find whatever you need. Someone always has something. And things have been jammed up at the ports forever. Strikes, COVID, quarantines, mandates. And then things get off the ships finally after 30, 60 days and then get stuck in a warehouse because the trucks aren't rolling. But that's just moving things after they are already in the country. Things are slowing down, stopping at the source, not just the destination. Oliver's eyes were distant. David cleared his throat. <clears throat> yeah, but do we can survive with what we make in America. Who cares about cheap drones from Taiwan? Oliver shook his head grimly. We don't make our own pharmaceuticals anymore. We get most of our fertilizer from overseas. Oil drilling has been shut down for years, but we can just start that up again if we have to. Normally, I, I'd, I'd agree. We're problem solvers. That's our heritage. But governments have totally jammed up the works more than ever. Everything needs a license. Everything is paperwork. Everything is delays. I counted the other day. Almost half my colleagues over 50 have taken early retirement. Their new hobby is scrambling for second passports. Ronaldo is trying to track down the birth certificate of his grandfather from New Zealand. They're all joining the super-rich, buying up compounds and survival bunkers at the arse end of the world. Oliver's right hand descended slowly in front of his face. And families are just cut in two, hacked into opposing camps. We have only Jada, but most families are just staring across this burning trench of belief, ideology, vaccinated and unvaccinated, left versus right, racism versus diversity, men against women. And we're all just doing this weird dance right at the edge of the volcano and it's rumbly and hot as hell down there. Oliver shook his head rapidly. Oh, I'm not making much sense. Shh! Here's David pointing out of the blind. Three deer stood across the clearing, noses towards the fake deer. A father, a mother, and a baby, a fall. Oh, we can't. The baby, whispered William. Ever eaten veal? asked Oliver grimly, raising his rifle. Can I try? asked Ian, his voice shaking with excitement. We'll do it together, winked Oliver. Anything that hits comes from me. Remember the recoil. The four men lifted their rifles, rested them on the low wooden wall of the blind, closed one eye, and gazed down the sights with the other. The deer stood rigid. Which one are we aiming for? whispered Ian, his lips barely moving. The dead, murmured Oliver. Three, two, one. In a clap of staccato thunder, the guns erupted in smoke. Ian's rifle skidded backwards against his cheek, and he cried out in pain. Two of the deer, the foal and the doe, leapt into the air, fell awkwardly, and then skidded off on their impossibly skinny legs into the tangled brown brush. Oliver reloaded quickly, shooting twice more. Holy crap, cried Ian, his eyes ablaze, his hand cupping his cheek. Lowering his gun, Oliver turned to him, pulling at his fingers. Let's see, open up. Yeah, that's going to leave a bruise. Just tell people that your wife's boyfriend beat you up for watching anime. It's less embarrassing than losing control of your gun. 
Ian laughed. Holy hell, my heart is pounding like a rabbit. Oliver and William stood up slowly, carefully, and then helped Ian to his feet. Let's go get him, said Oliver. Let's not repeat last year and have to track that wounded buck for half a day. God, no, agreed William fervently. Oliver shot him a look. Gosh, sorry, corrected William. The four men lowered themselves down the ladder and made their way across the clearing. The buck was lying on its side, its legs moving slowly, its breath rasping. Two clean hits, said Oliver, pointing at the neck and hind leg. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, I hit the deer neck for show. Dibs on the haunch hit, cried David. Dang, <laughs> laughed Ian, you say whatever you want. I'm telling Cassie I blew its head off. Oliver trotted slowly into the bush, ducking low under the brittle brown pine branches. He scanned left and right. I don't think we hit anything else. Look around, let's check. The men fanned out, searching as best they could, raising their hands to keep the dry pine branches from scratching their eyes out. After a few minutes, they returned. Well, that is a fine set of meals right there, grinned David. Ian frowned. Uh, I never really asked about the next part. I'm guessing it's kind of like a horror movie. Only for the deer, grunted Oliver. He opened his backpack and pulled out a large knife. Kneeling down, he swiftly slit the neck of the dying deer. Its forelegs scrambled madly as it bled out in red splashes on the sparse yellow grass and brown pine needles. After a minute, Oliver handed the knife to Ian. Okay, virgin, you get to cut the ass. Ian blinked. We start with the ass? Yeah, the ass, then up to the neck, but don't pierce the abdominal wall, whatever you do. Ian made a retching sound. Welcome to nature's pantry, brother, said David, patting him hard on the back. Ian looked vaguely seasick. Can we just throw it in the back of the truck, pay someone else to do it? David laughed. Sure, and we can pay someone else to eat it and make sweet, sweet love to your wife at the same time. All right, all right. Spread its legs like it's your wedding night, grinned Oliver. Okay, this is all kinds of Lord of the Flies, grunted Ian, squatting down and opening the buck's hind legs. Oliver knelt down easily beside him. You will be absolutely shocked how easily this comes to you and how much you will learn to love it. After the deer was gutted, the men sat cross-legged around the ragged circle of blood. Oliver, said William softly, I need you to tell us the truth. I feel like you're always beating around the bush, trying to spare us, me perhaps. But your sister is pregnant, man. What is going to happen? Oliver nodded slowly. He suddenly inhaled deeply. Well, it's been a roller coaster before, way up and down, but you were still on the track. Like the housing crisis, or even further back, the internet bust. Oh, man, that one hit Dad like a ton of bricks. He shrugged. This isn't like anything I've ever seen. It's all coming down, all falling apart. Like that old saying, how does a really rich man go bankrupt? Well, very slowly, then very quickly. It's the same thing with countries. Cultures. We refuse to suffer through any recessions, necessary realignments of capital and labor. We're like addicts. We 
want to avoid the little suffering, so we end up with a really big suffering. Ollie, said William slowly, you know I love you, brother, but you really have to learn how to get to the point. Oliver stared at him, then gestured at the remains of the deer. Get used to it. There was a long, wide silence as the men stared down into the blood-splashed earth and deep through the tunnel of time to the watching faces of their ancestors. Oliver spoke very slowly. Every human life on this planet is propped up by like $30,000 of debt, and that was the last time I checked. Heaven knows what it is now. He held each man's eyes. And we are Christians. We know that every debt has to be paid. The devil came to us in the 1920s and again in the 1960s and offered everything for free. Oliver shrugged sadly. And we grabbed at it, as we always do, because we are fallen. And we lacked love. And we lacked integrity and morality. We did not love our children enough, so we drowned them in debt. We sold our integrity. We bribed the less fortunate rather than help them up directly. We scorned virtue, so we participated in theft. And morality is based on scarcity. He snapped his fingers. When we could just print money, there was never any need for any discipline. We evolved in the cold. But mad money heated our greed like the tropics. So we lost our history. Yeah, I know. Be direct. Oliver took a deep breath. We don't have long. Maybe two... Maybe a month. Ian swallowed. A month? A month for... Oliver stared at him. A month to get what we need to survive for a long time without the supply chain. Without grocery stores. Without running water. Without electricity. We all know that cities are 48 hours from anarchy. Always. All the time. Come on, don't give me those faces. I've been nagging you for months about this. Look, mathematically, whatever cannot last will not last. I'm not taking you hunting for the fun of it. You need to learn this stuff. In a month, cried William. Ian's eyes were wide. Hey, my wife is pregnant too. Oliver jumped up. His cheeks were red. What on earth are you getting upset with me for? Who did your sisters, mothers, wives vote for? Did you ever talk to them about giving up free health care, insane pensions, cushy government jobs, alimony, the welfare state? He took a deep breath, struggling to calm himself. I know. I know there's no point blaming people. We are the fallen. This will always happen. Unless this is the end. And we all get to go home, finally. David suddenly laughed. <laughs> Dude, you need to get a girlfriend. Oliver smiled sadly. I love you guys. I love your kids. And I hope to hell that you don't regret having them. I'm being straight. Get the food, get the supplies, and get out of the city. A month? Check your emails. Remember the barbecue? Remember the picnic last summer? I've been all over this forever. 
Ian shook his head in a daze. Surely this would be... There would be more word about this? For what? To save things? You've told me what's been happening with Ben. How hard it is to have any kind of authority with your wife. Any credibility. That's all the result of this violent excess. This drug. This cocaine of debt and money printing. Why the hell would anyone want to save this crap show? William murmured, Gabriel, blow the trumpets. Oliver's voice was thick with emotion. I've never felt closer to the Bible than I have over the last six months. God is bringing us closer. We are always at our best when we're being persecuted, when we remember what we are supposed to live for, for him, for heaven, for the afterlife. Then why fight it at all? William's voice was hollow. You're going to become a father again, Bill, said Oliver softly. That choice is out of your hands. David suddenly began doing jumping jacks. Holy crap, I'm like drowning in adrenaline, he cried. Blow it off! He danced over and punched his older brother's shoulder. Come on, what the heck, let's wear the skins of animals and live in caves! Despite himself, Oliver smiled. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to need a court gesture. Ian stood up slowly and turned all the way around. Oliver, with all due respect, we're supposed to just abandon everything? You're not understanding, said Oliver slowly. Everything is stopping. There won't be anything to abandon. It's not a diet if you can't get food. William said, how common is this? knowledge. As I said, go read the news. Half the billionaires are buying bunkers in New Zealand. There's a whole canyon of information out there that you don't know, that I don't know. Only a few people have access to it. Watch them, what they do. They are the canaries in the coal mine. It's going to be a race war, said William slowly. Who cares what it's going to be, cried Oliver. The whole point is to just get away from it all. We all need to be at least two gas tanks away from the city. Arm up, legally. Get your food, get your seeds, get your rain barrels, get your medicines. Why do you think I've been telling you all to work out and stay healthy? Going to be kind of tough to get insulin after the apocalypse. My God, murmured Ian. What are the women going to do? Women have been through all this before. Oliver saw their expressions and shook his head. Not past lives, I'm not a blasphemer, but we've evolved to change rapidly, pivot when circumstances require. He smiled suddenly. (laughs) You wouldn't believe how popular I've become with the ladies. One stalked me at a conference. They know what's coming, deep down. What what will they do? Oliver laughed. (laughs) Well, first thing they'll do is drop all this pathological altruism. They'll stop sleeping around, wasting time. They'll stop being so picky. They'll stop pretending that they can vote a provider into existence. But who cares? That's all just theory. He gestured at the carcass, the bullseye of blood around them. We've been out for a hunt. We got good meat. Now we are going to get in the truck and drive to the feed store, because this time next month, it will all be gone. Ian swallowed and said, And then, to church? Oliver clapped him on the back, laughing heartily. (laughs) Of course, brother. I'm not just hunting deer today. 